Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, Fantasy Book fans? This is Stephen, your host from Phantology, along with my lifelong friends, Ben, Ryan, and Josh. No Jake this time, but uh, that's okay. We have four Phantology members to carry our monthly episode where we kind of recap recent goings-on, and we're going to talk, uh, we'll see how extensively I think the majority of what we've prepared is talking about the upcoming Rings of Power show, which is which has uh, created a lot of controversy. So uh, what's up, guys, and uh, are you ready for this one? Yes nope. and no. Yeah. <laughs> Good. The last time we the last time we ventured into this, it did not end well. The whole culture war thing. I'm I don't think it ended poorly. We found I mean, we found a lot of trolls, but we also found a lot of people who like said they appreciated it. And like personally, I I didn't really care what any of the trolls said about us. And I don't know if you guys did, but uh I thought it was fine. And for reference, you guys are talking about the video in which you posted refuting a lot of yes. claims against the Wheel of Time TV show that were pretty false. Yeah, our uh, our Wheel of Time defense episode, or it was like a series of episodes where we did a lot more research for that one. This is not going to be nearly as extensive, but we do want to like talk about some Lord of the Rings things that are going on and a lot of what the, you know, the fan base, as expected, or unfortunately as expected, has turned toxic immediately. Seems like that's kind of what we can expect nowadays from fan bases when adaptations are made. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, as it like, we went into like episode, like in between episode five or six. I, th- I think that's when we. I think it was after, after six. After, six, after six. Yeah. So, I mean, we are preemptively doing this because we have exactly 60 seconds of like prime video release footage of the trailer right now to work with. So it's yeah, not like. So- I mean, <laughs> they- they're coming out already. We'll say, I mean, we're, we're not going to try to make any claims that we feel like are baseless or, you know, we're just going to kind of like talk, maybe like refute yeah. some of the, uh, some of the bad faith arguments that are out there. And then when the show comes out, we'll see what we think. I mean, we can't really, I, I think the main thing we're going to say is like, look, we can't really form an opinion. Like we've seen, uh, we've seen two Vanity Fair articles, some pictures, a 30 or 60 second trailer and a bunch of speculation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think people, I mean, there's, there's a lot more people that have been following like, Oh, they fired the Tolkien expert and stuff like that. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's more to it that people have been following along with. So, you know, um, this isn't going to be nearly as big of a takedown. I feel like as our wheel of time video was, but also like people didn't care, you know, like when they thought they had a gotcha, when we like straight up said we were recording it after episode like four, and then they use something as episode six to refute what we said. And we're like, okay like that hadn't happened yet but anyway so yeah. people don't really care about what we say so we'll see how this one goes i don't know we care about what we say we care i just mean like in terms of if we put anything remotely positive like lord if we say anything remotely positive about the show people won't really care 
and we'll just make whatever argument, even if it has nothing to do with yeah. what we say. That that was my point about that's that. what that's what we've yeah. learned. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. yes so why are we even doing this i don't know it's just fun to talk make... about maybe yeah. because we haven't really afford talked about it yet and i want to talk about it with you guys like that's kind of why yeah, that's, talk about. that's true also because like i really like think that it's important right now to approach everything optimistically like if you don't do that then it's just not like it's not fun you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. really easy to trash things and it's a lot like more fun to be optimistic about things yeah and we we want it to do well we're manifesting here we're manifesting that this show is gonna do well right yeah and if you want to enjoy things as fantasy fans and like go into it with high hopes you know all right before we uh let, let's take a brief pause before we talk lord of the rings which we will we teased that already uh other news I mean, there's a few kind of random things. There's not any big news, but there are three book releases that have kind of, maybe they've been announced sooner. They've kind of come to my attention recently, but uh, there's three of you. So maybe each one of you can uh, say something, you know, choose one of the books and just kind of tell us why we should be excited about it. But three books I'm talking about, uh, RF Kwong is a new book called Babel. It's a new, I I actually don't know if it's a series or just kind of a, a standalone alternative history type thing. It seems interesting. Uh, John Gwynn has a sequel to The Shadow of the Gods, which Josh and I read and reviewed. It's called The Hunger of the Gods. And uh, that review was also controversial for Josh, especially um, as people came after him with uh, explicit language. And uh, the third book we're looking at is called In the Shadow of Lightning. I think it's the first book of of Brian McClellan's new series called The Glass Immortals. And uh, we haven't seen anything from Brian for a little bit now and excited to see a new series. So um, who wants to, uh, who wants to claim one? Who wants to just give us a brief thing about one of these books? All right. So well, I'll do Babel. Oh, sorry. I was well, going to do Babel. I, I, yeah. You, you go ahead and do Babel. I, I don't know anything about any of these books, so I don't know how much I can contribute other than asking questions. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if you have any questions about, about Babel here. So uh, for those that don't know, RF Kuang is a breakout author with her um, Poppy War series. And that was a great series and it followed, um, I don't, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it was like kind of like an alternative history. Alternative Chinese history. Yeah. Alternative Chinese history. Right. That followed um, a young woman as she rose through the ranks and became powerful and kind of her kind of her journey. So um and it was fascinating because RF Kuang, she I think is has a PhD in um Chinese history and is very knowledgeable and was able to educate at least myself and I think Stephen too when we're reading these books like with kind of like even though a lot of it mm-hmm. was fictitious, it was also very enlightening to kind of um experience yeah and she's actually pursuing a phd so you know okay a phd applicant or or whatever you want to say but yeah Uh, obviously very intelligent very knowledgeable yeah yeah and um the series is great so this one so this new book is called babel um it's not related to the poppy war and from what i can tell it's about similar like similar kind of orphan who's uh kind of trying to enroll in um, this prestigious uh, institute in London um, to translate things. And this institute's called Babel. So um, this is interesting um, for a few reasons. One is kind of 
getting away from the Chinese history a little bit, which I thought was like one of the most interesting parts of Poppy War. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see how she can kind of leverage her knowledge of history and um, kind of convert it to this new format. So yeah, it's like Oxford in the 1830s. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's built as a, it's built as an academic fantasy, whatever that is. I don't know if I've read an academic fantasy before. Harry oh. Potter. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you, yeah, I guess, I guess so. That, that kind of sounds like his dark materials, like at Oxford. I mean, I know mm-hmm. his dark materials is later, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Are we like gearing up for like long speeches about um, like linguistics or something here? Like what's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But if we are, I'm sure that uh, we can get Jake to read it with us. (laughs) Jake Jake would be all over that. Okay. Uh, That's all I got. Yeah. I'll take John Gwen. I think you have to by default. (laughs) By default. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know too much about the new book that's coming out, like the uh, other than the fact that it's the sequel to Shadow of the Gods, which um, was a highly acclaimed uh, book, although not by all the members of Phantology, it wasn't. But uh, generally in the community, it got very high praise. Uh-huh. The series, um, in case you you uh, somehow didn't hear, hear about it, it's inspired by kind of a, would you say like a Viking Nordic? Yeah, it's, it's like a Norse mythology. Like a Norse. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, huh? Right. Uh, very action-packed, fast-paced, um, good characters, like, you know, overall really strong. Um, I haven't read Malice, but Malice is the other big series that John Gwen has written, and that has gotten very good reviews as well. So he knows how to write a series. He, I assume, you know, like he's going to do well with the second book. And um, Shadow of the Gods was a good book. Like, um, I think, I can't remember exactly what scores we got it, but I'm excited to keep reading. Um, there are some issues that I had w- with it personally that you can go watch our review to find out about. But um, I'm excited. I think that this is going to be a good release for this year. And I remember it having high hopes for the second book. And so I'm excited that that's coming out. And we get, anytime we get fast turns around, turnarounds like this, I think it's good, good for the community and keeps it engaged. Is this a trilogy? I don't know. It seemed like it was, the first book seemed like it was setting up for a trilogy. But I, I let me let me Google that. Uh, I think I want to say the other series you've written, he has written, have either been three or four books, maybe three. I mean, we haven't read his other stuff, so we're coming off as like complete novices right now. Yeah, I will say the one thing I know about this series are the dramatic covers. Mm. So that's uh, the, it is referred to as the Bloodsworn Bloodsworn trilogy. So I'm assuming it's a planned trilogy. Okay, um, throw yeah. a curveball in there, do four books. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's the summary of that book. Um, and the covers are quite dramatic. The second the first one had a, a huge massive dragon dwarfing a human, um, you know, probably like a 50 to one ratio for the mm-hmm. dragon to the human uh scale. And the second book has like a big wolf, werewolf type right creature, uh in the same in the same manner, dwarfing humans. Okay, Ryan, tell us about Brian McClellan. Well, I've just read his two previous trilogies, which are both set in the same world. And I I can't remember the name of the worlds that they're set in, but both of them are great. I like them a lot. And uh, Brian McClellan, if he was, he's somehow, um, was he an associate uh, or is an associate of Brandon Sanderson? He was like I a, was a student, I think he was right? a student and he's mm. just kind of, yeah. And they've, you know, they're obviously correspondents and they yeah. know each other. Yeah. So, I mean, he, I think he kind of has similar 
uh, world building to Brandon and that he, he has hard magic systems and the magic system of his previous series are kind of three different magics. The one that I found the most interesting was uh, they snorted gunpowder for uh, to, to yeah. gain strength <laughs> and um, like endurance. And it was really cool. So I'm, I'm personally very excited to hear about what he's been working on. And this is the first I've been hearing about it is literally for this episode. So I want to hear from Steven what he knows about it. <laughs> I know it's coming out. Uh, gosh, I forgot the release date. It's May or June. And uh, it's the first in his series. I'm assuming since it's been a while since his last release that he's probably made some significant headway in writing the entire series. And the little synopsis that I saw, the, the unique take on this one is that magic is like a limited resource that is running out. And there's a bunch of you know deceit and politics and play in this kind of fantastical city right and they're trying to work you know it, it sounded kind of like it like it wasn't a heist but kind of had like some kind of misborn feels to it i mean this is just from the um from the little blurb that i kind of skimmed through this morning anyway it did sound pretty cool and uh it's coming out this summer and the cool thing is uh about all three of these well i mean fingers crossed for babel but um we, we already have an arc for the hunger of the gods and we're, we're looking good for an arc for um, the shadow, a, a shadow of lightning. I'm going to have to kind of get that title straight in my head, but the Brian McClellan book, we're looking good for an arc there. And uh, I mean, the RF Kwong's book doesn't come out until August, so it's probably a little early, but uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we're able to, to go there as well and get uh, some advanced reviews out. And Stephen, when you say arc, you, that means advanced reading copy, right? So yeah, yeah. For the audience. Right, like, right. Yeah. It means we're cool. <laughs> yeah, because because we email publishers <laughs> and ask for these things. That's right. Because we ask, you'd be surprised <laughs> what you can get if you just ask. If you if you just really want like a advanced reading copy of something, just you know go through publish a couple hundred episodes of a podcast, and then you will have all That's the right. credentials you need. That's right. And as people know from watching our Wheel of Time reviews, we are just like total paid shills for Amazon. We're doing this for the Buku Bucks. So uh, ARCs are just another uh, great privilege that has been bestowed upon us as uh, as corporate shills of Amazon. So you can't uh, you can't lose that access as so many uh, YouTubers are want to point out about the Amazon uh, OneRing.net or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. I mean, we, we've kind of talked around it. Let, let's talk about Lord of the Rings for a bit and then we can. Can know. I just pitch one more thing? Yeah. So my recent obsession has been the TV show Severance, which is kind of a dystopian, has some sci-fi elements. It's on Apple TV. Um, Apple TV Plus, I think it's what. Anyway, it's really yeah. good. Uh, I've been raving about it. I but like not it. all Go the episodes it. are out, right? No, only no. Only three episodes are out um, as of time of recording, yeah. which we should get this out before the fourth episode comes out. Um, I think there's planned nine in the first season. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's, yeah, there's some sci-fi elements some dystopian elements it's really cool go watch it yeah steven said it was kind of slow it, no it, I, I haven't seen it yet it is oh. kind of slow yeah it's it's a slow burn it's some i don't know ben you can jump well, in well i was gonna say though i pitched it to my boss and i was like look it has ben stiller as like the producer and ben from director Rock i think Rock. i think it's his director directorial oh, director. review yeah yeah and then I was like, so you'd think it's, it'll be funny, but it's like not funny at all. So. Well, there's some funny moments in there. 
that sure. everything but the, it's kind of weird because the well the funny moments almost make the tone like more ominous because it's like they don't really fit but they don't fit in like a good way i don't know yeah it, it has a it has a definite unique tone um i'd encourage people to go check it out that's okay. my pit. that's my little Maybe I mean I'll probably watch it once it all comes out. I I don't like waiting for the... this. is a fun, this is a fun show that you can like theorize and you get like clues every episode. Uh, the other problem is I, I don't want to pay for Apple Plus and for the whole time. Like I don't have anything else to watch on there, so it doesn't yeah, make sense. That's a good point. There's a lot of good things to watch on it, but that's a good point. I've already yeah I've seen the other ones. I it does remind me kind of a, like of Lost when you're like trying to theorize between each episode you know at least mm. me and josh have been theorizing with each other theorizing does sound fun okay it, i'll think about it it's quite I, fun i, I posted a reddit post last night that that has some <laughs> good good karma did you I, nice i got called a genius um <laughs> on on the thread so you know some, some have referred to you as genius <laughs> so, yeah one person on reddit referred to my post <laughs> as genius yeah put that on your resume oh yeah all right, so Lord of the Rings. Uh, we were we were planning on just like watching through the trailer, and uh, you can. I mean, this is not a new thing. It came up for the Super Bowl, which was two weeks ago now. Um, but you know, it might be kind of a good starting place to kind of get the juices flowing. Um, so I'm gonna let's let's see if we can engineer that. I will uh, share my screen here, and uh, hopefully this comes through in the actual recording. Okay, now do we want to pause this at certain times and talk about it or just watch it? Let's pause it at, at certain times and just do a little bit of commentary uh, probably right. so that we don't get a uh, uh, copyright strike. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, let me know when you want to pause then and I will play now. Haven't you ever wondered what else is out there? Okay, we can pause here. So this... Uh, apparently and look we're going to reveal how much of lord of the rings noobs we are um in this episode <laughs> we're not we're not trying to be experts but apparently this is numenor i think is the name of this city it's like this uh, atlantis type thing where uh where men are living these are like the progenitors of the men that found gondor and you can see this big statue here it obviously looks you know similar to those statues uh, that were in the fellowship when they were going on the river on either side right Have, I, there's a pro, there's a lot of terminology that I don't know, but uh, I th- I believe that is correct. Yeah, to me this looks Jackson-esque. For everybody, you know, I've I've read some quotes that this is going to be taking some design cues from the Jackson movies, but you know, um, so to me this looks really really like what you would see in a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movie. I, I would really agree like with it. that, but it like it looks super polished, right? Like like throughout those movies, like it's not like everybody was like completely dirty but it looked more mm-hmm. like real kind of more gritty like this looks like an oil painting or something you know like so it looks very polished we were uh someone was telling me this uh, apparently the way that peter jackson filmed the movies he used a lot of like color filtering and so every things don't look super natural and if you go back and watch the movies you can see that and from the trailer it does seem like things are you know they've, they've opted with a different design style for the filming yeah okay Continue on. There's wonders in this world beyond our... Should we talk about these strange... Uh, I don't think anybody really knows what these are, right? Yeah, it yeah. looks like they're moose people. Yeah, they're like trackers, or I, I don't know if those are... This is like a disguise as they're um, hunting, or if they're actually like a race with moose antlers on their back. No idea. Yeah, yeah. so one thing, I, not to... Um, pick another battle but 
I was watching the Night's Watch video for for as kind of like a masochistic thing to do, but they were talking ah. about how terrible this line is. There's uh, there's wonders in this world beyond our wandering, and they're like, this just proves how bad the writing is. I actually really like that line. Like, I first of all, I think that one of the most famous quotes from Lord of the Rings is "Not all who wander are lost." Right. And this kind of like pays homage to that. Yeah, why is why is this so bad? I I <laughs> unfortunately I watched it as well, Ben, and I was also confused by this. I think that one wonders and wandering is a little bit like confusing to have right next to each other. And when I first heard this, I thought they said there's wonders in the world beyond our wondering. Yeah, yeah that's actually was confu- the confusion on the episode too, which you know that's it kind of works either way, but. I, I will say this this seems like it, while it is might be paying homage to it, it also seems like they're trying to get another tattoo uh you know train going on board with <laughs> you know wanting people to tattoo that or put that on bumper stickers and stuff i don't know if it'll land the same way but i don't mind it i don't think it's a big deal i don't yeah i don't anyway. think it's indicative of anything besides uh, yeah i don't think it's bad you know, right it's who knows if this line will even show up in the show? It could just there have be been a tra- worse trailer. trailer thing. Yeah, there have been worse trailer openings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we agree that it's not like the cardinal sin. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So this is like a hobbit progenitor. I think they're called a Harfoot or something like that. Uh-huh. Do you know what this made me think of when I saw it for the first time? Is did anybody watch Sweet Tooth on Netflix? I've only seen a couple episodes of it, but the, I think he like looks like. Like horns, the, yeah. Are so are they actual actual horns or is it like kind of like a head dressing? Uh, I don't know. It looks like horns to me. Yeah, it does to me too. But like that kind of looks like flowers up there too. So yeah, the whole head. There's there's a lot going on there in the hair. Which to me, I think it's cool. Like obviously, costume design has put a lot of thought into it. You know, like if there's this level of detail throughout the whole, it's impressive. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, this this show is not canon. Right? No. Okay, that's something we can talk about, but that's what we talk about. Um, oh, let's go see if I can get the shot here that everyone loves. Ah, there we go. Um, no, it's not canon, Ryan. It's like, I'm probably going to mess up some of the details here, but they only have rights to some things, and, and the things they have rights to are mostly just like kind of this filler time period in the Second Age where there's not a lot of Tolkien stories right now and apparently the rights have been sold in different chunks and if you want to know more about this look on the internet because that'll tell you uh, more than I can um, off the cuff but they are basically like taking details that they know should happen and condensing it down into one point in time so they are changing some stuff from the lore but the changes that we know so far I mean there's going to be changes the ones we know about so far are like things that are happening through over the course of like tens of years are now happening kind of like all the same time in order to make it an interesting TV show, which you have to do. Otherwise, well, I think it's the, will not work. I think it's more than tens of years. I think like hundreds or thousands of years. Yeah, it could that be that. I mean, we, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. But yeah, that the Vanity Fair article talked about it a bit. Yeah. And so a lot there's to kind of go back to this scene. There's a lot of criticism that like obviously the CG like uh, CGI on her hand like she kind of I don't know if you can see it a lot better in the live than like if you actually watch the video for yourself but like her hand kind of like moves on the knife in an unrealistic way so there are things that you know be polished up I think that this is a function of like 
Amazon being like, we need a trailer ready by Super Bowl. And they're like, oh, crap. Like, okay, let's do it. So. And this is also a function of people analyzing one minute of footage. Just, yeah. Well, no, I, I saw it on my first watch too. I thought it looked kind of strange. And oh, well, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Neither did I. I, I mean, I guess I could see it looks kind of funky, but like well, it, yeah. the average, the average person is not going to care. Maybe just like go back a few seconds and just watch the scene through and then we can pause it. But I, be- I bet you'll see whatever he's talking about if you just want to. Eh, let's let's just keep on let's going. Keep people, okay. Yeah, people can look at that for themselves. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, went a little too far. But anyway, apparently there's another character who's like a human character that Gladriel, Gladriel was the character climbing up the waterfall and uh, he's, she's going to meet up with this guy. Actually, I think Isildur is involved at some point, like the Isildur who, you know, goes and chops off Sauron's fingers there and takes the ring and all that at the beginning of the Fellowship. I think that might be him on the boat, but I can't remember. Anyway, um, this next scene is one that people like to talk about because... Look, we have a black elf and everyone's mad about that. Oh, no. we'll, we'll, we'll wait to talk about that after the trailer. Yeah. That's a whole so, discussion point. That's the thing. Um, but he does some cool stuff where he's catching an arrow and notching it and shooting it. Like that seems pretty elfish yeah. to me. 10 out of 10. I don't know who that guy is, but there's Galadriel again. Um, and that that looked that looked very Peter Jackson-esque to me. That, that last yeah. shot. The... the- clothes yeah just the whole the clothes the the setting yeah. like i don't know about the maybe not the color uh filtering but like but even like the patterns and symbols and stuff like on the ground yeah like yeah yeah the leaves the water i don't know it just that looks like it could be a, a deleted scene or something from one of the trilogy from the hobbit or from um yeah. okay so i mean that, n- not great yeah, it kind of this this reminds me a lot of the Hobbit with yeah. kind of cheesy CGI. Yeah, the best burn that I've heard. Was, who put Jeff Bezos in this trailer? Yeah, that was I think Daniel Green at least put that on his oh, video. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he started Green. it or not. Yeah, yeah funny. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of scenes like this. Was is, that a Silder? Uh, no, this uh, is Elrond. This is Elrond. Right. Oh, duh. Okay. Yeah, that's Elrond. Short hair, Elrond, and everyone's mad. Yep. It's like a younger Elrond. He's not the, he's not the esteemed statesman at this point. He's kind Man. of a younger, hot-headed elf. Look at that jawline. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> definitely some sort of hot elf. That jawline. <laughs> <Yeah. I'd say. laughs> All right, nice job. That'd be a Jon Snow situation. <laughs> oh man, there's a lot of. Oh, you want to see a specific thing here? Well. I was going to like, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, about goblin beards. So dwarf build or beards, you mean? Dwarf beards. Yeah. <laughs> beards. Goblin build. <laughs> so this bad. is a dwarf with a beard. Yeah. And, uh, where's, okay. It's not even showing up on the timeline here. Um, it's I can try and stop it. Okay. You saw it. Yeah. She didn't have a beard. Okay. That's all right though. And apparently they're supposed to. So, I mean, there was a lot of scenes there, and I think that's the end. Yeah. That's in the trailer. Um, I mean, I don't know that how much we can really tell from all this, right? I, I do think that uh, this battle scene looks pretty cool, and 
it looks like, you know, here we are fighting some orcs or something like this looks a lot like the Lord of the Rings that we've seen before. And I'm excited to see this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks awesome. It does. Okay. Anything other, any other shots you want to see, or I'm going to stop sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're good. Okay. So that's the trailer. Um, you've probably seen it before. So, I mean, what takes we want to have from this? We don't want to drag this on too long, but there's a lot of chatter around the internet that, you know, they're going too woke and the whole, like, um, you know, they've got an agenda. They're trying to push the agenda on us and they're going to go broke by doing this because no one's going to watch it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what do we okay. think about that? So, so I'm going to run through. Yeah. I'm going to just go into a little bit more detail on what you said on the whole thing. Cause for some reason, YouTube has decided to, you know, because I watch them recommend all the hate filled videos and stuff about this. So, um, <clears throat> the narrative that's built around this, like you said, they're going woke. They have the black elf. They're uh, compressing, they're changing the lore. Um, and the they're making Gladriel the main character. They're making, the, yeah. Because, of course, no men can do anything good because no one, right. no men did anything good in Wheel of Time. Right. Right. And uh, Gladriel, like, you know, although she may have been a war in the first age, she wasn't in the second age, which is what this covers. So, you know, and, and look, I, I, I know if you're a huge fan and you grew up reading the appendices and, like, you know, you've tracked all of this then yeah, these things would be a little bit hurtful. Um, but then th let me just keep going through. The other thing is the trailers have gotten quote unquote ratioed on YouTube, meaning that there's more dislikes than likes. Um, and so apparently that's a really big deal. So it's gonna be hated, even though there's like huge YouTubers with, with hundreds of thousands of subscribers with more subscribers than they have downvotes that are encouraging people to go downvote. So that could just be a function of you know, these influential people on YouTube telling people to go down, down, downvote a trailer, mm -hmm. um, which it does show influence, but I don't know if it shows what they say. It shows that there's going to be nobody that likes the show. What else? Um, and then, oh, and then there was also some very cringy uh, promo videos that uh, Amazon had posted and then unlisted with quote unquote, like yeah. Lord of the Rings fans reacting where they talk about how great it is that there's diversity in the show. Uh, that were really pretty cringy and that I don't think anybody I mean, liked those were regardless like, of your they're like quote unquote Lord of the Rings fans but they're I mean they seem like kind of kids that are younger than us that have like maybe seen the movies talking about yeah, it and it's just like it wasn't it wasn't like a there, there's a there's a there's a line about Sauron being hot or something I Sauron don't know. in there no I I, oh. I don't know well Sauron is supposed to be in the show at some point I don't but know he's, he's not in the in. trailer no, that we know. I don't think I don't think we saw him in the trailer no. that we know. Okay. Yeah. But there, it was just an incredibly cringy video that they delisted because I don't know some person in the marketing department thought it'd be cool to get some you know Gen Zers out there talking about how great the diversity is in the show. Yeah. Um, so there's I think a a big huge like you know condensed summary of what you can go spend hours watching people complain about online. What are our takes though? So personally. I don't know, right? We saw 60 seconds of a trailer. We read two Vanity Fair articles. We saw some promo shots. We've heard a few things that they've, they, I guess, fired one of the Tolkien scholars, replaced them with someone else who has said some things about wanting to have more diversity in the show. Uh, you know, how can we really come to any kind of conclusion? I mean, for me, I'm excited to see it. I'm not, like I said, none of us are like huge longtime Lord of the Rings Tolkien fan. Like we like them, certainly. Like we uh, yeah. grew up with them. But 
you know, how many of us have read like all of Tolkien's stuff. We haven't, but I think this show, I think it's going to like have kind of the Lord of the Rings vibe. Like I'm going to feel like I'm back in middle earth and it's going to be a new story. And I think I'm going to be fine with it. I think that we have to take like one thing that Rafe said, he's the showrunner for wheel of time was that like, they're not appealing to the hardcore fans. And that is kind of like a tough, like, you know, thing to swallow for a lot of people. They're mm-hmm. appealing to like the masses, you know, and that's what they have to do. Like, so I think any agenda that is had here, the only agenda is to make money, right? Like that's Amazon. Like Amazon is not, does not have any type of hidden agenda besides to make money. So they want yeah. people, they want a lot of people to watch the show. They want they eyeballs on it. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So things like, the dwarf not having a beard, even though Gimli says like, oh, all dwarf women have beards. And then there's like one other thing in the appendices that says dwarf women have beards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yes, they changed it. It is a change. It is a change to the lore. Like, okay. Also, people don't want to watch a show with women having beards. On I Mesh. think that would you that know? would almost be like comical to watch. It, 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 would, would, it would break my immersion in the TV show yeah. every time. Yeah. It'd and come then, up, I would kind of laugh. And people know. would probably complain about it having a trans agenda as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, look, I'm just, I'm just, yes, there are, there are going to be changes to deep things about Tolkien's lore when you're, when you're adapting things that aren't even really books, right. That are, that are notes that have been published throughout the years. Like, yes, there's going to be changes because there's not a, already a strong, really strong narrative built around the source material that they're adapting. So they're going to adapt it yeah yeah like i so i will also like if you do like decide that you want to dive into this like cesspool of negativity like realize that people out there like being negative about this also have an agenda (laughs) like and that agenda is to get more views on their like youtube stuff like realistically that you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like anytime that somebody starts fires like around um like something negative like you just be wary of that person right like be wary of anybody that's like causing conflict um instead of trying to like midi- uh, like mitigate conflict i would say yeah and and one one more thing people love to say like oh millions of people love tolkien because of this deep lore and if you change that lore then people aren't going to love it but like as somebody who i'm not a tolkien expert but i grew up loving the movies i've read the main book series multiple times i'll admit i haven't read this i tried reading the similar and and i i couldn't get through it because i was like 14 when i tried reading it but i i like the books i am a fan of lord of the rings and yes i remember gimli's thing about dwarf women not having beards but i like couldn't wouldn't i probably wouldn't be able to tell you for sure if that was like a joke or not like i you know Mm -hmm. if you have asked me two years ago if dwarf women had beards in lord of the rings like i probably i wouldn't be able to tell you and so that level of lore is not why I love Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings because it like transports you into another world that is fun to imagine being in. And, and the character of Frodo and Sam and Gandalf and, and Aragorn, like they, they're amazing characters with amazing character journeys. Like that is why millions of people love Lord of the Rings. And yes, there is amazing mm-hmm. lore behind it. And that is why some people love Lord of the Rings, but that is not why it appeals to the masses. Like, I'm sorry, it's not. It, it's why it appeals to some people, but not most people. Um, so the fact that they're changing these deep lore things, like 
that's not going to cause tons of people not to love it. And that's not going to be a reason why most people choose not to watch it. There, there's my little rant about these, these deep lore changes. <laughs> Can I say that as Lord of the Rings fans, I feel like we've been spoiled already with the first Peter Jackson trilogy. I think that that is considered a, a good interpretation of Tolkien's works and I think the casting was amazing. The design choices were great. I think that it was at a time maybe where people weren't quite as picky about exactly getting every nitpicky thing right. And 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 so, I mean, it, it's already been great. I think it's going to be hard for, in my mind, to get to have these totally new characters be cast and have them be cemented in my mind as much as you know, uh, Sean Bean is for Boromir or Vigo Mortensen as Aragorn and all these these characters um, that came before them. But I mean, I, I, I think that I like what Ben said. We should be hesitantly optimistic about anything in fantasy. Just, you know, I mean, we aren't going to, don't, I don't think we're going to have a significant change on the creative decisions for this show at this point. And I think that, you know, you can, you can nitpick things here and there, but I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Even if the the trailer didn't look, it looked okay to me. It didn't look like amazing. I, I probably wouldn't watch it if it wasn't related to Lord of the Rings, unless I like heard very good reviews about it. Um, mm-hmm. But because it is, I, I am looking forward to it. And, and the only thing as far as casting like going goes i would only be upset about something if to me it broke the immersion in the show in which i was consistently being distracted by something yeah and for me i i don't make a big deal at least in my mind you know we see we see black people white people what whatever ethnicities you see all sorts of different people in all sorts of situations. So it's just become so commonplace in my mind that when I see it in a show, it doesn't distract me. And I imagine if you make a big deal out of it and in your life, and um, when you see these things, then it becomes a big deal to you when you watch it in shows. Yeah. Yeah. Why choose to be offended by these things are like, why let the, like, you know, why not have a positive attitude in general? Like my, (laughs) my kind of life philosophy is like, let's just kind of be positive and think that, um, you know, like Ben said, like, it might be good. Like it's possible that it might be good. So maybe we should just like wait and actually see the show before jumping to these really like inflammatory and offensive opinions that are out there on the internet. So I I don't know why people choose to get all bent out of shape over these things. I think the show, you know, the trailer, Looks like it might be good, but we don't know, right? So let's let's wait and see. I think the thing for me, like, I don't know what the story is going to be. No one really knows what the story is going to be. Yeah. And if the writing's good and there's an engaging story and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next week on, on, on Rings of Power, then I'm going to really enjoy it. But if, you know, if it's kind of like a discombobulated story and it seems like it's going nowhere and I'm not invested in it, that's where I'm going to have an issue with it. But I'm not necessarily going to care that you know the dwarfs are not beards or it's breaking some tiny like minutiae of lore thing that most people don't even know about yeah and i think that that is um that's a good point it's that 
when when shows don't have a lot of content and they, they need to kind of expand the content like expand on something that's not there then it just becomes so dependent on how good the writing is and i think that was just a huge shortcoming to the hobbit trilogy is that they just tried to make too much out of too little and it became Mm -hmm. too dependent on the writing and um and and so nobody really like cares that much about the hobbit trilogy at least i haven't met anybody who talks about it i think that having one book for one movie in the first trilogy was great and i think the books are pretty good length to be adapted to movies and so i mean that might be something that i'm worried about just outside of the trailer is that this is just going to depend so much on the writing of the show and how it's structured and they don't really have a foundation of tolkien Tolkien's works that like a you know strong scene by scene or like anything to adapt like that and you know in Game of Thrones we saw the same thing where in the early books it was the writers were just able to do amazing things um, and the directors and the actors of course um, and all the cast members Uh, but once once they kind of veered too far off of that it became a little disorganized and just hard to follow and People mm-hmm. don't like it that much. So there, there's going to be so much uh, which depends on the writing. And I guess the other, you know, if, if we're trying to be fair and balanced here, like um, there are, uh, the, the showrunners are relatively unknown, kind of new people. I think uh, there was one big director um, that, that had like supported them and, and said they've done some good works on other things. I can't remember again. Go oh, it's JJ. So JJ Abrams. Okay. Who a lot of people hate because of Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He, so, okay. So maybe not the best of, stuff, Steven. Maybe you're not the best. Of, okay. Yeah. That shows what I know about directors. But uh, anyway, these, these showrunners are new. So unproven, right? Like they could be terrible. They also could interesting, be good. Who knows? interesting gamble on that. I will say that that's like, you know, yeah, a pretty, pretty brave, you know, a billion dollars. Yeah, bet. no, I agree. Yeah, um, for sure. So I don't know how, you know, how smart that was, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the last thing I want to say, I'm going to give ourselves a pat, pat on the back a little bit because like, I think in 2020, we predicted that there would be a wheel of time trailer at the Super Bowl for like in 2021. And we were wrong on that. But we are right. <laughs> that was something that Amazon was thinking about because they did it with. with okay. So, you know, yeah, I guess that counts. Look, <laughs> mm. I mean, okay, we were on the right track. Okay. They were, they, I mean, it's pretty crazy to have like a TV show have a, you know, a trailer premiere at the Super Bowl. Like that's big. Okay. Can I just say one thing before we end this discussion? Yep. <laughs> Do not comment on our video. Evil cannot create anything new. They can only corrupt and ruin what good forces have invented or made. Don't comment on it. For one, <laughs> Tolkien didn't say that. It's like a total distortion of a quote that was in his book. For two, you're not original. Three, I'm going to delete it uh, unilaterally off of our YouTube video because it's it's a misquote. And I don't know what, can't remember what number I'm on. Four, even if you don't like the show, this is a creative process that they're going through. And yes, they're adapting other people's work. They're not coming up with something new from whole cloth. Yes, that like, depending on what your definition of like creating something is, that might not be meaning your definition, but it is a highly creative process with creative people that are involved 
whether that's like the actors, set design, costume design, like there's a ton of creative process going on with this work, regardless of it's, if it's good or not, it is creative. It's much more creative than plagiarizing a line that's not even said from a book series, which clearly shows that you have no understanding of what you're talking about. So if you post that comment on our video, I'm deleting it. If you've posted that comment on like, because if you guys go go look at the Lord of the Rings, like the trailer, that's just- They all have that, okay. They all have that quote on it. Um, it's just, it's just dumb. I'm sorry. Like you, you, that just shows you ignorance of what the source material is. So mm. I, sorry, I need, I needed to get that out. <laughs> I like, I like Josh's rants. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you're watching and you want to have like a genuine, uh, wholesome discussion, like it's, maybe you hated the trailer for some reason, but if you have like legitimate reasons and you want to discuss, like, uh, we do have a discord community that is full of open-minded individuals. Um, we don't want to, we, if you're going to be toxic, like, sorry, we don't want you. Um, but if, you know, if you want to have a, a, a genuine discussion and bring up some points back and forth, like, uh, on our discord, we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about the Lord of the Rings developments, um, over, you know, until the show comes out and through the show coming out. So, um, that's a, that's a good thing. And we'd, we'd love to see you there. And, uh, you can also see a lot of Lord of the Rings memes there. Uh, we usually get, uh, oh, new, those new are top class. every day. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're stolen from Reddit and stuff, but they, they make me chuckle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. See you guys. Okay. See you guys. See everyone later. Bye.